Good afternoon, everybody. This is Matt Langley with Basketball Colorado here on the Colorado High School Basketball Podcast, um, sponsored by Ziggy's Coffee. Um, hey, Dev. Yes. When you think of Ziggy's Coffee, what do you think of? I think of uh, coffee. I think of very, very good drinks that they have, like the Fusion, which I'm going to always get, um, mm -hmm. breakfast burritos. I think about all the things that they're doing for um, the people right now with the coronavirus and also the fact that it keeps me up all day. What do you think about? <laughs> well, when I think of, I think of all those things and, you know, they put out on Twitter the other day, 7,000 drinks were served to first responders and doctors and nurses that were helping with the coronavirus. And then, um, or, you know, yeah, helping with the coronavirus, but also is that their business model is basically a drive-through. So what a better time to get into, you know, you can't go in and sit down and enjoy your, your fusion drink um, in the restaurant anymore or, or in a space. So, you know, you got to go through the drive-through, right? So, you know, check out Ziggy's Coffee. Check out ziggyscoffee.com forward slash franchise. Drive-throughs seem to be the thing to be in right now uh, with the way that um, – things are going so it could be a good good investment so that again is ziggyscoffee.com forward slash franchise and uh, make sure you hit the button um, and tell them that you heard about it here on the Colorado High School Basketball Podcast. I've already introduced Dev Johnson he is uh, the ringleader over at um, Prep Hoops and does some stuff over for Mile High Sports and then uh, Mike Chimati is joining us with Pro Skills Basketball Denver. And uh, we learned in another podcast, he doesn't have a title there. He's just a coach. Right, Mike? Yeah, pretty much. Do, uh, <laughs> do, a, lot, do a lot of different stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's the official title. But then, you know, there's the multiple other things that you do for a number of kids that aren't even in your, your, in your program. That's, that's awesome. Um, today, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Gatorade Player of the Year, Jana Van Geitenbeek from Cherry Creek. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, your family's good? No, no worries about the virus around your house or anything? No, every, everybody's healthy, so that's good. That's awesome. Um, Speaking of other awesome, we, we kind of talked about this with someone else about awesome parents. Um, whenever I had to deal with Jana's parents online, they were awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, they were, you know, they were being very supportive of their daughter. And uh, at, at one time it was just like, I just don't have enough time to get to everybody. I'm sorry. Um, but they were very understanding. So, um, you know, I appreciated that. Um, Jana, your career, your high school career, was was awesome we enjoyed getting to watch it um your state what was let's, let's kind of change things around change it just a little bit what was your favorite moment or favorite two or three moments from your high school career um my favorite moment was definitely winning state mm -hmm. and then like the the rest of the moments that i love the most are just like being with my team my coach and when we're all together just after a game or after a hard practice and just like the connection and bond that we built with each other in those moments awesome 
Yeah, I mean, this year I thought one of the the most exciting things I saw in high school basketball was when you set the the all-time state assist record. Mm-hmm. So uh, huge congrats on that. And Thank kind you. of related to that, uh, you know, I think we've talked about this before on, on another podcast, but um, I mean, your profile as a player has always been uh, very unselfish, push the ball fast, getting amazing passes to your teammates, having a court vision that I think is better, you know, from the, on the boys and girls side in the last four years. I don't think I saw another player with the court vision and the creativity that you have passing the ball. And it's super exciting for me to watch. I think those are my favorite type of players to watch. But was there, you know, from a young age, was there anybody who, who said to you, hey, you know, this is, this is the way you should kind of play? Or was it just something that you just, that's just your interpretation of the game and that's the way you play it kind of, you know, from your own, from your own standpoint? Yeah, I'd say I've always liked watching um, point guards who are pass first and who are just unselfish because I think it's just that's how basketball should be played um and I guess I've always been um a pass first point guard ever since I was young so it has become my trademark so getting the assist record was a pretty big deal to me and my family um just because I've always like yeah, it's just always been my thing. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll be able to see an alley-oop dunk to Fran on SportsCenter next year. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> There's actually – way cool. When my class gets there, there will be five girls on the team that can dunk. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, just none of them have done it in a game except for Fran. But. Nice. While we're on that process of uh, you playing next year at the next level at Stanford um, – can you tell us about the process, the recruiting process, and, and how that went? Yeah, so I committed as a sophomore. Um, so that's pretty early for the whole recruiting process. I didn't really like the recruiting process just because it was kind of draining in a way. Um, and I would rather be practicing than doing that. <laughs> and so I just committed as a sophomore basically right when they offered because it was my dream school so I knew right away that I wanted to go there and yeah we've just been in contact ever since and I've done my visits and stuff just to them and yeah (laughs) that sounds pretty easy and and fun (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the the Luke O'Brien model a little bit right yeah because he can too. Yeah, he, I think that was the, his first offer and, uh, and, his, and his first commit right there. Mm-hmm. What, um, uh, in terms of going to school, I just kind of outside of the basketball stuff, you know, what are you thinking about in terms of like what you're going to focus on in school, what you want to do uh, after school, that kind of stuff? Yeah, um, I want to be a marine biologist. So I'm going to be studying marine biology and then maybe minor in foreign languages just so I can – broaden my spectrum but um after that I definitely want to look into playing professionally so if that's overseas or in the WNBA that's definitely the goal and I know I have to get a lot better to do that but I want to do that and then just see where my life goes from there awesome and then choosing Stanford we kind of mentioned this you kind of mentioned it before it was your dream school and you mentioned Fran, and there's a couple other 
uh, girls. I mean, I, are you going to be the fourth Colorado um, lady, young lady? I, I don't know how to use that term. Um, <laughs> young lady. <laughs> at, um, well, because I don't want to say girl, because that makes it doesn't sound like I'm. I'm not going to be offended by what you say. So. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm using the right terms. Because um, you are our first um, young lady uh, guest on the show. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're being uh, respectful of that. Um, so th th there's what, will you be the third or the fourth uh, player there at Stanford from Colorado? Third, just behind Fran and Ashton. Awesome. And yeah. do you think that's a little helpful to have maybe a little familiar faces when you get out there? Yeah, definitely helpful, and I'm, and I really like both of them, so I'm excited. Great. All right, so just go, to go back into the the high school uh, phase, uh, could you just give us a, a breakdown? You had a really good um, Cherry Creek team this year. You, again, you won state before, but this year you guys were on to something special. Can you break down the four other players around you and maybe one player off the bench and just break down how it was playing with them? Yeah, um, I loved playing with every single one of them. Honestly, they all added different, um, I, I guess, the different powers to our five. So, my Callie could literally catch any pass I've ever thrown to her. I don't think she's ever missed one. Um, and I really appreciate that. She's going to CSU. She's amazing. We've played together for a long time. And then, of course, you have, like, Casey's defense and Abby's shooting. And Carly's just like an all-around solid glue player who brings energy. And I just – I really enjoyed those playing with those girls, and I'm definitely going to miss that. Are they – are all the seniors going on to play in college? Yeah. Carly just committed to Fort Hayes. So all three of us are going to play at the next level. Awesome. Yeah. Great for her. Not great for my lady hornets, but that's okay. <laughs> um, sticking in with this high school mode, and um, I'm going to give you two scenarios. As as we as most of us that pay attention to high school basketball, we know you didn't get a chance to uh, play Grandview for that third time and for the state title this year because mm -hmm. everything was canceled, and of course that was heartbreaking. But I'm sure you've had some time to sit there and go. This is how the game would have gone, and I want to. I'm going to give you two I want to give you two scenarios. Okay. Ten seconds left. Grandview has decided to to you, you know, Cherry Creek has the ball. Ten seconds left at half court. It's in your hands. The score. It's de uh, Creek's down by one. How does the last play of the game go? Um, you put Abby and Casey in the corners. Carly sets a high screen. I'll either use it or not use it and then <laughs> try to get to the basket. If Callie's open, I'm going to dish it to her. And if she's not, then I'm going to make the shot. Excellent. All right. So that, there's that scenario. Then. Mm -hmm. This, what's the real scenario that you thought of? That we're up 20 and the whole bench is in and, <laughs> and we all get to run on and celebrate together. 
Awesome. I, I like, I feel like there's truth in both, both answers there. Um, so thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> With uh, Jana, if you were given advice to, let's say a, a third or a fourth grader who, you know, idolized you and wanted to have the same level of basketball success, what would you, what advice would you give to them? What kind of things were, you know, during your journey, were you, you know, super happy with, or what kind of things would you have done differently? I think the most important thing to me and my success is always keeping a smile on my face when I'm playing and whether that's practicing or in a game or when I'm losing or when I'm winning. Um, my dad has always harped that. Um, yeah. And, and to me, basically, just to keep the joy on my face because you never know who's watching. And also, even if you fake a smile, it, it helps when you're going through tough things. And then, yeah. obviously, you can't be great if you don't put in the work. So yeah. I would say get in the gym as much as possible. And then, um, what? So, probably. This will probably be my last question because I think I've used up all my good questions. So I'll use this one. Um, Gatorade player of the year. How, I want to say how difficult was it? Because we knew going into the season, you're one of the top players in the state. Um, and it was kind of almost a foregone conclusion that, you know, if you had the type of year that we thought you were going to, that that award would probably be yours. Um, what, do, what does it mean to win, win an award like that? Uh, it means everything. It, it's kind of – it's like um, – I wouldn't say it's a final destination type thing. I think it's just an encouragement to keep going because once you get one, you just want to keep getting all of them. And so I guess it motivates me. And obviously it makes me happy, but it definitely motivates me. This is a question that uh, I, I really have for a lot of kids, especially these days where it seems like everybody is, has more access to gyms and workouts and trainers and stuff. And, you know, you, you'll see a lot of kids posting about, you know, I'm just grinding or this is an everyday thing. How do you, how do you balance between, you know, having to, to go through the amount of time and energy you do to, you know, to be good and as good as you are? while still kind of maintaining your love for, for basketball and, and having fun playing and kind of just the joy for the game? Yeah, I just try to find that joy in every part of it because I'm just lucky that I can play and then I can wake up and play or drive to a gym or have a gym be open. And so if you take everything as a privilege, then – it's always something that you can be happy about, I guess. Yep, awesome. I lied. I have one more question. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, we asked this to someone else the, uh, a little bit ago, and I, I thought the answer was kind of funny. Um, what don't we know about you outside of basketball? Like, we know you're, you come from a great family. You're a great kid. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, young lady. Um, I mean – it's all there, right? But what don't we know about you? So, for example, do you have a special hidden talent? We were <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter. I've been kind of like, and I'll be honest, I'm amazed by this kid, Wilson Yee, who 
He's a football player at Mullen, I think, and he's been doing this 30-day piano challenge. And he's a really good pianist, and he's, you know, playing all these different songs. Um, and then I put out on Twitter the other day, who's the, who's the best artist? And I thought the people that were kind of following my train of thought would have been like, oh, they want to see my artwork, or they want to see me play the, mm -hmm. the piano or the violin or whatever. And instead, I got rappers. Uh, in um, you know, there's Drake, and I'm not even sure who the other people were. I didn't recognize them. I finally hit to the, I finally hit the point where I don't recognize the rappers anymore. Um, so, do you have any kind of hidden talents that we don't know about, or something that makes you uh, unique? Well, I can't sing or dance, so nothing <laughs> to do with that. Um, yeah, I don't really have any hidden talents. I'm kind of an open book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jana. We really appreciate you uh, coming on and, and taking the time to talk to us um, so much. And, um, you know, we, we wish you the best of luck at Stanford. And uh, we will be making a road trip when uh, Stanford comes to see you next yeah, year if they let us have you. fans so we can check out the game. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yep. Good luck, Jana. Thank you keep for having me on here. Keep throwing oh, those sure. awesome passes for the next, uh, hopefully, 10 years. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Jana Van uh, Geitenbeck from uh, Cherry Creek, our girls uh, Gatorade Player of the Year. Um, if we did a uh, girls basketball Colorado uh, Player of the Year this year, she would have gotten it um with, with without a question i believe great talking to her wasn't it fellas yeah i mean uh, one of the sad things is that you know in the in the girls basketball landscape locally for the last three or four years it's you know she's been really fun to watch and every year you know coming into the playoffs it seems like creek is in, in the mix and mm -hmm. it's uh i mean just watching watching a player play like that where they're throwing assists like crazy and getting everybody involved just I don't know I feel like that has kind of a viral aspect to to basketball in general and it'll be uh you know it'll be kind of kind of sad to to turn the page and uh and I guess you got to figure out who that next next assist uh assist person is it'll be weird you know because like I, you guys that have like those those guys that have been like I know especially you know when I was at Montbello when I was in coaching in Florida you you go to you, you get used to seeing kids for four, three or four years in a row and then you walk into the gym and you're like that's right they're not playing anymore yeah this this might not be as fun as it was <laughs> um as it was before so i i think she kind of brings that that um that that same kind of presence you know it's like you expect her to be there and you expect her to play well and then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, four years goes by really quick and, you know, she's at Stanford and you're like, well, I guess we got to go to see you in, in Boulder and wa watch that game. Yeah, and what's great about Jenna is she just, she truly does play the right way. Um, as unselfish she, as she is and as great of a passer as she is, she's as good a, a scorer and as good as a shooter and she works on every single part of her game. She makes right hand, left hand layup. She stops for mid-range pull-ups. She plays defense. Like, she's one of the most balanced players in the state. 
Um, and, and you don't see that a lot from your best player. They, they kind of specify in one thing, but um, she's one of those balanced players that, that works on every part of her game. And that's going to be something that, that, that's fun uh, that we're going to miss. Mm-hmm. For sure. For certain. Um, I really wanted to see that Creek Grandview game. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I really did. I thought that was even more so than, you know, what may have happened in the, at the boys level. I just find that that Creek Grandview rivalry is just so much what I miss about or what I love about basketball and, and covering high school basketball are the rivalries, like the true rivalries where it's like, that was one of the things, um, you know, growing up where I did in Kansas, it was very rival driven. And, you know, we, we, where I grew up, we had a chip on our shoulder because we always had to either go to uh, the big, you know, we had to go to one of the two big cities in Kansas to play. It was either we went to Topeka or Wichita. And, um, you know, we, we had that chip on our shoulder when we played or, um, you know, being a, a Jayhawk basketball fan, we don't talk about the people to the East. We, we don't, um, we can't. I, thought, I think Jana's recruiting story is, uh, is really, I mean, really cool, right? I mean, as a, as a 10th grader, you know, one of the top five girls programs in the country, you know, offers you. And, and I think a lot of kids and a lot of kids guided by their parents and stuff might've said, Oh, well, let's just wait it out. And, and let's see if we get, you know, 40 offers and, mm-hmm. and see what happens. I mean, she was just like, Nope, that's a perfect fit. I'm committing right now and we're done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes it simple. Right. And cause yeah. you don't want it to be, cause some people say you don't want to go and play at your dream school or you don't want to go and, play at the or you don't want to I call it working at Disney you don't because those places are so much fun you get so much pure enjoyment out of it but once you kind of see the work that goes in or the things that are behind it you're like "Eh, it's not as cool as I once thought it was and um, you know I'm glad that you know she definitely still has that love and 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 hasn't been swayed and that also speaks to Stanford you know it's still cool. <laughs> and even, even once you kind of get behind the scenes and you know, what's there and the people still love it. And I think that speaks a lot about that program. Well, I mean, and then imagine her passing with her passing ability, projecting that, to, you know, the highest level of division one uh, girls basketball with, you know, the athletes they'll have and, and finishers and that kind of stuff. It'll be just even more amplified watching, uh, watching a great passer on that level too. So Mm-hmm. That should be pretty fun. And I think they were – Stanford was what? I think they were top five this year yeah, uh, on so. the girls' side. So. Yeah, they were, they were good in top – you know, one of the top Pac-12 teams for sure. Um, gentlemen, thank you for uh, joining us today to talk with Jana. Um, you know what we should go do? We should go celebrate in a drive-thru at uh, Ziggy's Coffee. <laughs> we, can, we can celebrate our uh, – or um, yeah, I'd say celebrate because I felt this was a good podcast. Celebrate another good podcast sponsored by um, Ziggy's Coffee in the drive-through in our own cars, and like have a <laughs> we'll continue our group text while we're in our cars drinking, <laughs> enjoying our yeah. Ziggy's Coffee. Um, so you know if you if you're interested in finding a drive-through business, uh, Zig, Ziggy's Coffee is one of them and uh coffee's popular 
drive throughs are popular right now. So maybe you want to check out ziggyscoffee.com forward slash franchise and see what it would take to be a franchisees of Ziggy's Coffee. And uh, that's at ziggyscoffee.com forward franchise slash forward slash franchise. And um, tell them you heard about it here at the Colorado High School Basketball Podcast. Thanks for joining, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Of course. Anytime. Thanks for having us as always. Anytime, fellas. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon.